You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. So today we are going to be continuing on what we were sharing yesterday. Not exactly what we were sharing yesterday, but we're going to keep talking about healing today. Yay! It's the things of the Spirit and they are free. They belong to us as believers. They are an inheritance, but they are our inheritance. And every single believer should operate in them. You can, but you should. Okay, so today we're looking specifically at a certain topic that causes a lot of stir, controversy in Christendom concerning healing. And that is the place of drugs. The place of drugs, medicine, which other one? Medication, which other name for it? I'm out of synonyms, amen. But then, what is the place of drugs in healing? Should it... Mm, sorry should a person who is sick and is believing god for healing take drugs should a person who you administer healing to should you encourage the person to still take drugs that is why we are here and we're going to get down to the bottom of it so stay tuned get your pen paper whatever and then let us dig in Okay, so, <laughs> there are two camps of healing when it comes to this healing thing. This drug healing thing. There are two camps. I know of first time there's a third camp. You can always let me know. But the two camps I know is, one camp says, no drugs. In fact, my favorite all-time healer, or yeah, I think he's my favorite, aside from Smith Wigglesworth, they're just two guys who are who are like to me the ultimate in healing. Smith Wigglesworth, okay, of course Jesus first, but then Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake. These three guys, my God, my God, these guys are bad. Now, John G. Lake was so bad a healer that he was arrested several times for practicing medicine without a license can you imagine he was arrested because he healed people he healed so many that i'm sure doctors i mean why would you go to doctors if someone can just touch you you'll be fine and doctors will charge you drug you and many times or more often than not or less often than not you may not see the results you want to keep coming back so his places were packed they had what we call the healing rooms in spokane like healing rooms in fact buildings dedicated to just healing that's how profound this guy's healing ministry was that after i was the doctor the i said doctor the the state had to grant him a medical license to practice as a medical practitioner this guy never he, he didn't go to healing what am i saying he didn't go to um any medical school he wasn't a doctor or nothing but he, there's a doctor behind his name dr lake <laughs> Dr. Lake. So, Dr. Lake believed that healing was good and 
that medicine and doctors were of the devil. And honestly, before you argue with him, check his credentials. This guy like got healing, let me just say 90 something percent of the time. He was like that kind of guy that if you wanted to get healed at all costs, you meet him, he'll get healed. Even and or not talking about people that just heal others and can't heal themselves. At the age something, 60 something, when his eyes were going bad, he took a walk, talked to God, came back with brand new eyes. This guy was bad. Lake, the guy was, you need to read his story. The guy was bad. Like he is an icon for healing even till today. There are people who have built their entire ministries on John G. Lake. The guy is bad. I, I can't stress this like enough. And so that's the guy is saying that look, that devils. Doctors and devils are very, very, very related. And I can understand where the guy was coming from, really, because um, back in those days, they had less of effective medicine. And the truth is that, I mean, if the sickness didn't kill you, doctors probably would kill you with all the talk. You know, I think I've said this before, that um, if you're not careful, a doctor will give you a death sentence. When something's wrong with your body, you go there, a doctor will pronounce death on you when they speak and say, you have arthritis, you have rheumatoid arthritis, you have this and that. If you don't know how to open your own mouth and counter it, they want to walk in faith. You don't know how to open your mouth there and have the truth part to say, hey, I'm not sick. That, that report is a lie. If you don't know how to say that, most likely that thing will happen to you. And that's the truth. Most likely, in fact, it's, it's, there's some proven statistics that people who are not aggressive with their faith and aggressive that Hey, doctor, you're gonna die. He said, I'm start following in self pity and everything, misery. They usually end up dying. That's the truth. And that's why he will make a statement like that. And look, those guys are like devils. And he was totally against the use of medicine. Now, that's one camp. And you can already tell that I am very, very much interested or I have biases towards that camp. But the other camp says, that look, that the healing power of God cannot be stopped by drugs. And so, if a person keeps taking his drugs and trusting God for healing, then, I mean, that's fine. You can take your drugs, trust God for healing, nothing like that. And if you are praying for people who are sick, you get, then you should not tell them to go off their meds or their medication, that God's power will still heal the person, regardless of the person of of what med- whatever medication the person is taking uh, to which sometimes i ask the question okay so what if the person is taking a lifetime medication or so these medications that you must take every single day for years should the person keep on taking such medication for that long you understand if we know yes that the healing power of god can do that or maybe when the person maybe you keep on checking yourself when you find that you are fully fine you go for another test and then voila you stop so those are the two camps i know of so question is what camp do i belong to well let's look in god's word i believe that there's truth on both sides but there's always a a balance we can strike you see that because the truth is yes god's power if you like take all the panador if i lay my hands on you and command healing for that headache god's healing power will heal you you understand the only problem now is because you took so much panador you cannot most times they will not credit god with the healing we've seen cases of people where they are prayed for and they're like yeah fine i say yeah i'm fine i'm fine do you god healed you right and i I took my i was taking my drugs i'm like man see why did i waste my time with such a person 
So, because in in healing, God must get the glory. Anything you do through the power of God, God must get the glory. Anything that God enables you to do, God must get the glory. You must never point back to you, but you must point to God. Now, let's look at... Whew, man, I spoke so much that I ran out of breath. Okay, so, now, when it comes to healing, healing or healing runs on faith we've said that all the gifts of the healing run on faith and what faith is is faith is persuasion from god's word hebrews 11 verse 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for that's or the evidence of things not seen that evidence there right is the persuasion you are persuaded that god's word is true you are persuaded you are sure that what god's word says is true right Bible says, let God be true and all men be liars. You are more sure of what God's word says than the doctor or what any other person says. God's opinion becomes your reality. God's word becomes your reality. You live in the reality. So faith is that, right? Faith is that response, is that persuasion from God's word. You respond to God's word because you are persuaded. So it's not just that you um begin like not just that you believe but you begin to take actions that show your belief because if you really believe something then that thing should show up in your life you understand what i'm saying if you believe um you should be a vegetarian then we should not see you eating meat the proof that you believe you should be a vegetarian is not that you think about it a lot the proof is that you don't eat meat then if you want to go fully vegan you don't take any dairy products as any products from animals now look at romans chapter 4 verse 19 and 21 and being not weak in faith he did not consider his own body this is abraham already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of sarah's womb and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform that is what God had promised he was able to perform. So number one, he was not weak in faith. How do we know he's not weak in faith? Because he did not consider his own body that was already dead. That is, dead means it could not produce again. You see that? And Sarah's womb was also dead. So there was nothing between two of them that could produce a child. But he was not weak in faith. How do we know he was not weak in faith? He did not consider his own body. He didn't look at the circumstance. Remember we said faith is persuaded sorry persuasion from god's word that is you look at the situation but it does not it doesn't move you why because you are so fixated on god's word what god was said right aha uh-huh. the i mean the world says this this is happening to you you are a failure you know you are failing exams and whatever god's word tells you that you have the life of god inside you and that means that you are a success so you don't give up you keep on working hard believing that you are a success you understand like you just keep on staying on God's word. So we can see that from here, being weak in faith would mean that a person is not convinced. You get, or the person maybe is at the beginning of his journey or her journey on conviction. They are not so convinced that God's power, like they're not fully convinced in God's God's word. So that means there are different stages of conviction. There are different stages of being convinced. You can be partially convinced. You can be fully convinced. And, you know, I've always pointed out that um, this guy, Abraham, did not start out being fully convinced. It's not true. You can read <laughs> Genesis. You see it. 
there's a time when God spoke to him and told him that you'll be a father of nations. The guy fell on the floor and laughed. Sarah too was not uh, that convinced. When they came and told her, when they told her, I said, ah, that you have a child. Then I think Abraham was 199 and she was one age like that. Both of them were old. She, the Bible says she laughed. Then God told her, why did you laugh? She said, I didn't laugh. Oh. And that's actually where the name Isaac came from because Isaac means laughter. So, you see that? But here, when they're writing Romans, they say he was fully convinced. He didn't start out being convinced, but at a point, he decided to believe God's word and he was fully convinced, fully persuaded. So, there are different stages of persuasion. So, let's look at another sample, and that's a scripture that talks about being weak in faith to prove that this can actually be true. Romans 14, verse 1 Him that is weak in the faith. Right? You see that? He's weak in the faith. Right? He says, receive you, but not to dazzle disputations. For one believes that he may eat all things, another who is weak eats herbs. Now, the truth is this, eh? look at that. Jesus, when he was on the earth, actually said something. He said that, no, and you remember the laws of Moses, right? In fact, let's even, before the laws of Moses, the time of Noah, we see that um, people believed, um, um, what do you call it, that people or animals could be clean or unclean. In fact, one of the instructions that were given to Noah was that there were supposed to be seven pairs of clean animals, and I think about five pairs, I could be wrong, but f- about five pairs of unclean animals. Then we see in the laws of Moses um, that um, Moses told them that they are supposed to eat certain animals and not eat certain animals. Do you understand? They're supposed to eat certain animals and not eat certain animals so <laughs> when you now come here where paul begins to talk about this week in faith he talks about the guy who says verse 2 for one believes that he may eat all things another one who is weak eats herbs so why is the guy who eats herbs weak uh, for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about it's herbs herbs but it's herbs that's that's the right way to pronounce it herbs so the person who eats herbs, why is that person seen as weak in faith? He is seen as weak in faith because God's word has already said, right, that, in fact, there's a verse of scripture that says that Jesus declared all animals clean. Jesus actually declared that animals, that there is no animal um, that is unclean. You see what I'm saying? Like, he said it. So, that means from God's word, we see that there's the standpoint that there's no animal that is unclean, that all foods are clean. You understand? All foods are clean, clean in the sense that they can be eaten. You see that? That they can actually be eaten. So, um, let me see. I think I'm looking for a scripture that um, where he said that, so that is really, really good for you. Mark chapter 7 verse 18 says, Are you so dull? He asked. Don't you see that nothing that enters a man from the outside can make him unclean? Did you see that? Because the idea of unclean foods was that if you eat it, you become unclean. Actually, Moses told them you'll be unclean. Jesus now said, Ah, nothing you eat can make you unclean. He says, For it it doesn't go into his heart. That heart will mean his 
his um, heart, you know, means different things. But sometimes it means spirit, sometimes it means his soul, as mind, will, emotions. He says, but to into, into his stomach and then out of his body. In saying this, Jesus declared all food clean. See that? He declared all foods clean. So, you are seeing clearly that Jesus actually said it, that food cannot defile you. All foods are eatable. So, if you want to eat, dive into the ocean and look for a seahorse and eat, you're good. And then, Paul, you know, reiterates this. <coughs> look at first. Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Verse 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience set with the hot iron. Verse 3. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. Are you seeing that? Which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Are you seeing that? God has created them to be received with thanksgiving of them which will believe and know the truth. So, it is made by God, why? To be eaten, to be taken. I don't care if it's pork or bacon or whatever. Now, it doesn't mean that all of them have the same health benefit too. That's all them that if you eat a lot of it, you will get to heaven much faster. I mean, you will see God much faster. So, verse 4, it says, For every creature of God is good. Are you seeing that? And nothing is to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. Are you seeing that? For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. So, it is very, very clear that food, like, generally, is clean. So, that means the person that is weak in faith is the person who has not believed God's word fully. God said it. Now, this is probably a Jew or some other person who says ah, no i think that because uh, jesus said that those what you eat does not defile you this person may be- believe that look oh ah, this thing this is going to defile me so the person says ah, no i'm not going to eat it i'll just be eating herbs you see that say ah, you say in genesis that what god said we should be eating is herbs herbs i've just shown you scripture that anything you want to eat it is godly god doesn't send the only thing that God sends is that you should make your life on earth longer so you can fulfill his purpose. No use dying at 28 because you've eaten so much junk. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So I'm not advocating for junk food. You get a uh-huh. But then all of you who are vegetarians and ye want to use the Bible, you see the Bible does not support your lifestyle. It doesn't. <laughs> you just choose to do that one. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Don't use the Bible to support your lifestyle and there's nothing bad with that anyway so that is what makes the guy weak he does not believe god's word simple you understand yes he doesn't believe god's word that is why he's called weak you understand but look at what god says about him he says verse 3 let not him that eats despise him that eats not so the person who eats i mean all things don't go and say ah, why is this guy eating all this? this guy is not strong in faith this guy you know sabi you don't know you don't know that and let not him that eats not judge him that eats, for God has received him. So don't be because you're the person the vegetarian say, ah, this one's eating. You're going to kill yourself. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? So you see, one person lacks either the knowledge or does not believe God's word. There are two things. It's either you lack the knowledge that this is what God's word says, or you don't believe what you saw in God's word because you already have some other kind of information on the inside about that same matter. You see that? So of course, I think we've been able to establish. What I look at verse 5 is one man esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. 
because here again i'm not going to go into all the verses but really the truth is that there's no day in fact um you see paul talk about in i think as we call chance to he says let no one judge you for you know using um what do you call it judge you for um whether it's feast or whatever or or holy days that's people who will pick certain days and say these days are holy so that no one should judge you for any of those things you get what i'm saying so like in that sense okay look at it second colossians 2 verse 16 let no man therefore judge you in meat that's in what you eat or in drink what you drink or in respect of a holy day of the new moon of the sabbath you see that which are a shadow of things to come but the bodies of christ the reason why you're not supposed to judge is that those things which are given the law of moses are actually um or were foreshadowing the coming of christ in those things that they were told to do there were messages pointing to the coming of jesus so now that just has come those things are done away with so they were a shadow but the real person has come so there's no need for those things anymore you understand so that's what paul's trying to tell them that look see <laughs> no every day is equal no there's there's nothing like a special day and that's why we say that even for church or whatever there's no special day sunday is not a good day ordained from by god sunday is a normal day people decided because it's the i think it's the first day of the week if you go and read your history shall you see why people it was men that ordained that is not god if you decide to start start a church and you know have your services by 6 p.m on wednesday every day or midnight if people can come it is still god's church nothing nothing spoiled <laughs> okay so now i think we should un- we understand what being weak in faith being weak in faith is either either one you are ignorant of god's word or two which is more like it is that you know god's word but you do not believe it enough to walk in it do you understand aha uh-huh. so now that we've been able to trace that we now realize there are multiple stages of persuasion there are those who are not persuaded there are those who persuade and there are those who are different stages of persuasion they are still growing in their persuasion of god's word they are still believing maybe they've gotten it in one area they've not gotten in that area you understand everyone is still at that stage of growing you understand what i'm saying so now let's get back to drugs so i keep saying so people have mercy <laughs> all right drugs are for the sick yeah you wouldn't be taking drugs if you were not sick right good so now when it comes to faith what is faith faith is what persuasion of god's word you're persuaded from god's word right the substance of things hope for the evidence of things not seen right evidence so if that is the case and drugs are for the sick if you are believing god for healing what does that mean it means you've decided to believe god's word that if you know the life of god is inside you that life actually will give will will quicken will do things to your mortal body will heal your mortal body remember there are two um sides to this there's you praying for someone to get healed there's you believing god for your own healing or receiving healing from someone if you are believing God for so actually if you are believing God for your own healing is it that you are just staying on God's word by yourself or you are, or you are re- receiving from someone praying for you or you are doing both you understand so now when you are sick or you are praying for the sick or whatever remember as I said before that healing you know is by faith and faith is persuasion I'm persuaded now when you pray for a person who is sick or you are prayed for or you stand on god's word right 
the question is okay if you believe god's word bible says you've been healed abby it says that god that that's god's power can heal you or will heal you so say in the name of Jesus, i receive healing right now my body is healed from the top of my head to my feet i am fine i'm well in the name of jesus the moment you say that that means you believe you've been healed now the person who is healed how does he behave because you see faith brings the reality faith works from the reality of god's word and not the reality of the situation abraham considered not his own body so the person who is not sick but you were sick you prayed you believed god i am not sick now you are not sick so the person who is not sick what does he or she do right for example if you say i'm not sick go to school get up and go to school say i'm shaking i'm I'm shaking like a leaf get up and go to school go to work go to the gym go go where i'm going you understand what i'm saying because the person who is not sick should not be at home do you understand yes you can actually get up and move around no matter how you're feeling that is part of it you understand you know that's why when we pray we say do what you could not do because the person the you know the the person who is sick still cannot do this but because you've prayed for the person and the person is well we tell the person do what you could not do you understand because now you are well because now you are healed that's how we do it so in this case scenario the people who are not sick don't take drugs right right they don't take drugs sick people who are not sick don't take drugs but now let's now look in the context of all we've discussed remember we spoke about persuasion so you first of all who is um who is going to do this ramble stunt of believing god they want to believe god the, uh, the question is not should i take drugs or should i not No. the question is what is your persuasion are you persuaded are you sure from god's word you know there's a conviction you can have from god's word and you are bold about it I cannot be sick. I am not sick. I am healed. I'm fine. When a pastor prays for me, I'm fine. When I stay on God's word, I look in the Bible says, I have it and I have it. And that's it. That settles it for you. And you begin to walk in that audacity. Such a person, if you are convinced, then the truth is that nobody will even tell you to keep taking your drugs. Like, you just, by yourself, I don't need these drugs. You keep it somewhere. You go, there's an audacity. Because in that audacity, is also the conviction that nothing will happen to you. Do you understand? Nothing will happen to you. So you just go. And the truth, that, that's actually where you see your healing. But is everybody at that level of persuasion? Is everybody that persuaded? Some people are not. That's the truth. Some people are not persuaded like that. Remember, we just said some people can be weak in faith. Weak in faith means you can believe, okay, I'm healed, I'm fine. But in your mind, you're not fully convinced about it. Right? In your mind, you can't, you, you can believe God can heal you. But you may not be able to believe that you can stop the drugs. That's what some people are. So that person too can say, ah, well, <laughs> I'm healed, I'm fine. And the person has said to go to work and everything, but I'll take my drugs. You understand? The truth is that as you grow in faith, you realize that faith doesn't really do backup. Faith is not many of these things, just God's mercy. Let me say this. But faith doesn't do backup. But you may be weak in faith. And remember, say God has received. You remember the verse of scripture says that God has received you. Don't judge the person. Do you understand? God will meet you at the point of your faith. Your own faith, your own, like the faith there. Remember you said we, we've taught that thing before that God's faith lives in the believer. So a believer can believe God for anything. But then the person says, ah, this is where I am. This is my own point. This is how I can believe God. I can believe God will heal me and I'll still take my drugs and I'll be fine. That is a level. Do you understand? That is a level. That person is not strong in faith. And so, ah, 
but, but let's be real, right? That person needs to work on his himself or herself. But if that's what the person has chosen to do, then fine. God will still heal the person. And the person is ah, okay, I'm not going to take drugs. Okay, I'm still going to take my drugs. You understand? And they both do it and they can both get healed. You understand? But I believe that there's a place like John Chile could say that look, see, forget it. Forget drugs. Forget what doctors say. And you just go hard and you see the results. There's that place. But then is is the person there? Are you there? Are you at that place? If you're not there, brother, sister, take your drugs. Because if you go, they're not convinced in your heart that you know that God's word is true. You go there, you want to form that um form that strong in faith. What will happen is that you, you, you your heart cannot carry what you are what you are trying to do. So the truth is that you actually fall sick again, or something can happen. So yes, now if you are praying for people who are sick, remember this also applies. Do you understand? You don't tell them. I I, I personally don't think you should. You are not the one I will impose. Because yeah, the truth is when we pray for people, like I personally believe I don't need your faith. For you to get healed so i can actually just speak over you in the name of just be healed right now you'll be fully fine do you understand i don't believe in your faith i believe in my my faith i don't need your faith you get but the truth is very nice when a person believes so when you prefer a person and everything truth is because many people i mean they are sick in the first place so they don't they're not strong in faith so don't tell them uh don't take drugs do you understand don't take your, don't take drugs no I believe that for that to happen, they would have had to be taught consistently over time, have seen it in God's word, have a conviction about it, you understand? And then they, you know, decide to stand their ground and receive their healing without drugs. So what is the answer to this healing matter? I believe that the answer is it depends on you. Are you persuaded about God's word? What is your level of persuasion? Based on that, you should act. And while you are doing that, don't be the person that looks at someone who decides to believe God fully for his or her healing without drugs. And you're saying, ah, ah, you're being reckless. Why are you not taking drugs? And you who is not taking drugs, don't look at someone who's taking drugs and say, look at you, you are very weak in your faith. No, God has received both of them. You understand? God is the ultimate judge. Of those things you are not supposed to speak and condemn that brother or sister i hope that's clear yeah it definitely is clear for you all right so this is the conclusion of this topic i believe you were blessed by this and you have more understanding why don't you take out your time to share this with someone who will need it a lot of people will need this so they can remove that guilt from their hearts that they they have when these kinds of things come up in their lives okay god bless you thank you for listening and i'll catch you tomorrow in the next one bye bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sen pst.essien see you there